Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Romans, chapter 12. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The bull was a sin offering. And they would take this bull and they would cut the bull in pieces, slit the throat, drain the blood out to the last drop. They would fillet the bull and take the fat that covered the entrails and the fatty lobe that was attached to the liver, the two kidneys and the fat that was attached to it. And they would take this dead sacrifice, this dead bull that had been cut up in pieces, and they would pile up the bull on the altar and they would burn it and then they would take the skin and the dung they would take it outside of the camp and they would burn it so the people standing around are you getting this picture the people standing around as they see this bull chopped up into pieces and then stacked up on the altar the people were like repulsed They'd be like, it's disgusting. And if you're standing there, listen, this would make an impression on you. Of course it will. I mean, it's pretty gross. It's pretty disgusting. But listen, it will make an impression on you because it's supposed to make an impression on you. Because remember, the sacrificial uh, slaying of this bull was a sin offering. And because it's a sin offering, sin is supposed to be repulsive to us. Don't you understand that it is God who set up the sacrificial system? And it is God who told them, this is how I want you to sacrifice that bull. Because to God, sin is repulsive. And sin is supposed to be repulsive to us. Unfortunately, sin is not repulsive to us. I mean, everybody's got little problems. I mean, we all have issues. I mean, don't we all? Everybody's got their little issues now when nobody's perfect. No, nobody is perfect. But sin is supposed to be repulsive to us because it is repulsive to God. Sin is serious. Sin is brutal. Sin is bloody. And sin costs lives. So they sacrifice this animal if you're listening. Say amen. Before they sacrificed the animal, they were to take their hands and to lay their hands on the head of the animal. When they laid their hands on the animal, it would, in a sense, in a sense, be, be taking your place. As the animal was killed and cut in pieces and laid out on the altar, it was to be as if you were laid out on the altar. As the animal was being consumed by the flames, it was to be as if you were being totally consumed by the flames. 
and being completely given over to God. Listen, Paul's point here when he says to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Paul is trying to say to the Christians at the Calvary in Rome. And he's trying to say to the Christians at the Calvary in Apex today. That we are to present our lives to God and be totally consumed with doing the will of God. Because when you become a Christian, do you realize that your life no longer belongs to you? Listen, a Christian, when you give your life to Christ, you are coming to him and you're supposed to be giving yourself to him wholly and completely. Not holding anything back. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Somebody once said the problem with a living sacrifice is that it keeps crawling off the altar. Isn't that true? And how often do we do that? Well, God, on Sunday, I present myself to you. Yes, Lord, anything. Lord, I worship you. I bless your name forever and ever and over and over and over again. Sunday. Monday, you know, Lord, I think I have that life back right now. And we go off and we do our own thing. When you give your life to Christ, every part of you, Christian, listen. Every part of you, belongs to the Lord. Remember in Romans chapter 6, Paul said to present your members as instruments of righteousness. An instrument is a tool that is to be used. So you're to present your body to the Lord. Everything, your hands, God, my hands belong to you. My eyes belong to you. My mouth belong to you. My feet belong to you. My mind belongs to you. My heart belongs to you. My checkbook belongs to you. God, my credit card, my home, my cars, everything belongs to God. It's a sacrifice and is given completely. The animal, the bull, gave his life completely and there was no taking it back. That bull could not reassemble itself and begin to live again. Dead is dead. We are to be dead to ourselves, but alive unto God. If you're getting this, say amen. amen. But alive unto God. Paul says, present yourselves a living sacrifice. And listen, saints, I think the number one reason why Christians don't present their bodies to God is largely, I think, is as simple as this. Because we don't trust him. You know, you can be a Christian and not trust the Lord. Say amen. Because it's right. Because it's true. We don't trust him. We don't believe him. When God says that I know the plans that I have for you, and I know the thoughts that I think toward you, and they are good, and they're not evil, and they're to give you a future and a hope. If we really believe that, listen, we would live our lives based on that. If we really believe that he loves us and he's got good for us. If we really believe that God wouldn't put more on you than you could bear, then when God says, listen, I want you to get on that grill, the altar. And I'm going to turn up the fire. With trials and testings and tribulations and suffering and sickness and poverty, I'm going to turn up the fire because God is trying to burn out of you all of those things that don't glorify him that he might make you in the person that, that you say you want to be. We say, God, I want to be a man of prayer. 
God, I want to be a woman of prayer. God, I want to be used by you. Well, if you say, God, I want to be used by you and I want to be uh, the man or the woman that you call me to be, well, God's going to have to work in you and then work out of you all of that junk that's hindering you from being the person that you really want to be. See, God's just answering your prayer. The thing that you're going through, God is just answering your prayer. Somebody once said, he won't put more on you than you can bear. And he has one hand on the thermostat and one hand on you. He knows exactly how hot things need to be. We don't trust him. If you're going to be used by God and you're going to say, God, I'm going to offer myself as a living sacrifice, you're going to have to trust the Father. Where do you get that from, Rodney? Genesis chapter 22. It's a great story. You go read it in your own time. Lord, it sure is hot here. He's turning up the fire right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 22. Listen, do you know the story? You know, we often talk about, give me your attention. I know it's hot, but you know what? Thank God we ain't going to hell. Amen. <laughs> you think it's hot here? You better get saved. I'm just trying to help you. Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 22. You know, we talk about the faith of Abraham. But how often do we talk about the faith of Isaac? I mean, think about this. Genesis chapter 22. Abraham and Isaac are headed up Mount Moriah because Abraham is going to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, in obedience to God. So they're traveling up the mountain. And Isaac says, he says, he looks over, they're walking up the mountain. There's probably an awkward silence. <laughs> Isaac looks over and he says, uh, Dad? Yes, Isaac? He says, we've got the wood and we've got the knife. And we've got the fire for the sacrifice. He says, but, but, but where's the offering? Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, get on that grill, good buddy. <laughs> and you got to understand something. I really believe that Isaac knew that there was something impending. Because many Bible scholars believe, are you listening? Many Bible scholars believe that Isaac would have been around 33 years old. Ding, 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 ding. And I really believe that Isaac knew something was impending. He knew that there was something going on. But yet because Isaac, here's my point, because Isaac trusted the father, Isaac was willing to allow the father, if necessary, to offer him as a sacrifice. Because he trusted the father. Well, we know the story. All the way up, they went until the Lord, the Bible says, offered a, la a ram in the bush. Paul says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now listen, three words we need to look at quickly. Number one, go ahead and look at it in your Bibles in verse one. The word living, you see it? You see the point of a living sacrifice is that it still serves a purpose. And not only a living sacrifice, but also, are you getting this? What's next? A holy sacrifice. You got it. 
which means that this body sacrifice is set apart for a special purpose. It also means that it's set apart from sin. Holy. The Greek word is hagiadzo. It means to be set apart. It means to be consecrated. It's also the same Greek word as saint. Isn't that interesting? Hagiadzo, saint, set apart, holy. And this sacrifice is not only to be living and holy, but it's also to be acceptable to God. Listen, a sacrifice wasn't enough. Listen, a sacrifice was not enough. The sacrifice had to be acceptable to God. In the Old Testament, a sacrifice had to be holy and acceptable. Leviticus chapter 1 verse 10. And he shall bring a male without blemish. Deuteronomy 13 verse 21. But if there is a defect in it, if it is lame or blind or has any serious defect, you shall not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Listen, in order for you to offer a sacrifice, it needed to be acceptable. It needed to be your best. Amen. Which tells us what? Give God your best. Amen? We need to give God our best. Hey, give the church your best. Amen. Why do people want to clean out their garage and bring their stuff to the church? Wait a minute, I only want to see that's a problem. You know, oh, well, you know, honey, we're going to have garage cleaning this weekend. And uh, all of these things, we've had this in the garage for 22 years. Let's take it to the church. Sure, the church can use it. It's like, no, the church can use it. It's old, it's dirty, it's broken. Oh, yeah, we're going to give the church an old Victrola. You can't even buy a vinyl anymore. Don't bring me a Victrola. That's an old radio record player. Give me an iPod. (laughs) Give me a Mac so I can get iTunes and get everything. Give the church your best. Somebody say amen. Amen. Give the church your best and give God your very best of everything. And notice at the end of verse 1, which is your what, saints? Your reasonable service. Again, listen, in the Greek language, this word reasonable is logikos. L-O-G-I-K-O-S. Logikos, which we have the word, what do you think? Logical. Very good. In other words, listen, it's reasonable, it's logical, And it's sensible to serve God. Present your body, which is a logical act of worship next week, next Sunday. I'm going to dedicate the Sunday morning service to talking about worship. Come next week, we'll talk more about this. So Paul says, listen, so far in verse 1, he's got your mind. And now, pardon me, he's got your body And now God wants your mind. Point number two, we are challenged to change by metamorphosis. Go ahead and look at verse two again, if you will, with me. And do not be conformed. Would you read it with me? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop right there. This word conformed, saints, in the Greek language is schismatizo. Actually, it's the Greek word, are you listening? Su-schismatizo. That's the Greek word. And we have the word schematic. Schematic. 
And it refers to an outward likeness. In other words, Paul is saying, listen, stop being conformed or stop ordering your life after the schematic of this present world. Don't you realize that the world is trying to conform you into its image? Don't listen to the world. When the Bible talks about the world, it's not talking about the nature and the trees and the grass and the world, the cosmos in that sense. It's talking about the world's system. The world has a system. Christian, listen. One brother came up to me last week and said to me, you know, Pastor Ronnie, I just don't feel like I fit into my job. I just don't feel like I fit in. I said, listen, you ain't supposed to. (laughs) Yeah, I said, ain't. You ain't supposed to fit in. Why? Because you're a Christian. And you're different. And they want to go to happy hour and you want to go to church. Amen. Amen. And you're a Christian. You're not to conform to this world system. Don't watch too much TV because you'll find yourself getting conformed to this world's system. I love Oprah. I'm happy for her. Happy for the weight loss. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm happy for it. I'm not hating on Oprah. She can give some of that money to the church. But you know, the world has their preachers. Here's my point. And I use her because she's very influential. Very influential. And the world has a system. And the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world system. God has a different mold for you to fit in and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This word transform, y'all still with me? This word transform is the Greek word, listen, metamorphosis. We have the word, listen, transform metamorphosis, transformed by the renewing of your mind. This word metamorphosis, listen, within this word metamorphosis, is the Greek word, listen, morph, which means essence. In other words, watch this. This speaks of a change in nature and not just a change outward. This is a change. This changes to be so radical that just like a caterpillar changes into a butterfly and you never knew it was a caterpillar. So the change of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer is supposed to be so radical that you never really see the old man. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The question is, listen, I'm trying to wrap it up. The question is, are you conformed or are you transformed? Either one is happening and either one, listen, is beyond your control. The world is a force conforming. The Holy Spirit is transforming. The conforming of the world is outside force that wants to change you toward the inside. The transforming power of the Holy Spirit is an inside force that wants to change you toward the outside. You see, in other words, what you see on the outside is something that's forced on you from the inside. Transformation. And conforming the world is something that happens to you on the inside and it will be seen on the outside. The Bible says that God wants you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is how this transformation takes place. 
when you have your mind renewed, it is as simple as this. Listen, if you are going to be transformed, you're going to have to get a renewed mind. And the only way, been a Christian for almost 25 years now, as long as I've been married. And the only way to have a transformed mind is to get into the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Books cannot transform your mind. Listen, I got no problem with great devotionals. People write great books and people say, oh, it's a great book, Rodney. It's full with scriptures. Well, that's great. And at best, that's a wonderful thing. But don't let your book reading of devotionals and things of that nature take place of the word of God. Because God's word is the only living book that has the power to transform you. Not any man's book. You know what I tell people? I'm not a big devotional book person. I'm just not. I mean, my devotionals are just sitting in the word of God, you know, and, and you know, I'll be like a, just Psalm 1, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, great. Praise God. God, you're going to plant me. I'm more of that type of. Bible devotional, that's me. I'm not against devotionals. But can I just encourage you? Don't read books about devotionals. Devote. Don't read books about prayer. Pray. Listen. You don't read books about eating, do you? Are you feeling me? Look, when you get hungry, I'm just trying to find out what's going on. When you get hungry, do you say, you know, I think I'll read a book on how to get in the refrigerator, how to eat. No, if you're hungry, you do what? You eat. Don't read books about prayer. Pray. You don't need a book to know about prayer. You got the Holy Spirit within you. Trust me, if you just close your eyes and just start talking to God, you'd be surprised how long the conversation will go. You don't need to read books about devotional. All you got to do is just take your Bibles and just read your Bible. I'm just trying to help people get back to the scriptures because we're, we're leaving the word of God. For great books, please, this is by no means casting an aspersion on people and their great books. They've got great stuff out there. But a lot of times the great stuff, people are reading the great stuff, but they're not reading the greatest thing. This has the power to change you. This has the power to renew you. This has the power to sanctify you and make you holy. That's what Jesus prayed in John chapter 17. Jesus prayed, Father, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is what, saints? Truth. God's word is the only truth. And Jesus wants us to be sanctified in the word and to be washed in the water of the word. You realize every time you come to church, it's like taking a bath. It's like getting clean. I love Wednesday night church. Amen. I love Wednesday night. If you don't come to Wednesday night, we love you. We forgive you. <laughs> but I love it. Man, Monday and Tuesday at work, it's like, ugh. People at the office, blankety blank, blank, blank. Did you hear the latest joke? Yup, yup, yup. You're like, oh. <laughs> and you come to church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You come to church. And you hear the word of God. How many times you come to church, you're just heavy and beat down. Junk in your mind, junk in your spirit. Coming through the 440 traffic, somebody just cut you off. You got in the flesh. 
You start following them home. You're like, no, I need to go to church. I need to go to church, church. And you get to church and you hear God's word and you get washed in the word. Your mind gets clean. You feel, you leave church feeling like you had a good shower. Can I get a witness? That's the truth. That happens to me. I work at church. That happens to me and I work at church. Somebody pray for me. No, wonderful staff, wonderful. I should be clear. We just need to get washed in the Word. And God's Word will renew your mind. Are you having problems in your flesh? You got struggles with pornography? You have struggles in your life and your mind? The battle is right right here. Satan's fighting for this. Because what you think will determine how you behave. So we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that's only going to happen when you read the Bible. No other way. That you might prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God for your life. God's got great things for you. God's got great things. But he's challenging us to change. We've got to change. And that change. Starts right here, people. So you start just getting the word of God in. I tell you, garbage in, garbage out. You sitting up watching all the movies and people can quote the latest movie and know what's going on there. You can't quote a scripture. That's a problem. Garbage in, garbage out. Word of God in, word of God out. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch, in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.